Hello and welcome to the Great Escape Podcast, where each week myself, Owen, and Ryan delve into the lives of British expats living abroad. So lads, Owen, Ryan, how's it been? Alright, yeah. Same old. What's been going on? Um, Owen's got some big news with regards to adoption. Oh yeah. Adopting. Adopting what? Um, (laughs) A Sudanese child. Um, (laughs) Already on a a quick watch. I'm adopting a dog called Carbon. And then renaming the dog. Um, Because I I think Carbon is a gash name, but I'm hopefully going to get him. But some stuff just for the for the listeners. Um, today I was put through a test by a WhatsApp from the person I'm adopting the dog from. If I could spot Carbon in the crowd, it's getting weird. Um, <laughs> it's quite the vetting yeah. process. It, well, I heard it was a super long process, but I, I probably applied for about fifty dogs over three days because Hillary. Bit of backstory: so my girlfriend wasn't on board to get the dog. Um, she she knew I was a dog person. We got a cat five years ago. So I kind of gave, gave in on the cat thing relatively early and then I'd been pursuing the dog thing. And rightly so, like, you know, dog's a big responsibility. You've got to like, you know, it's something that you can't just like jump into, but I've wanted this for years and years and years. So it was just waiting for Hillary to crack. So- What's changed? What's, what's caused the crack? incredibly drunk <laughs> while we were away at a hotel. So we were, we were drinking, we were having a few Craig Davids, we were just chatting. And then suddenly I just kind of, I, I see that kind of glare, it, it's happening. You know, the eyes are glazing a little bit. I know it's time to deep dive. So I was like, right, dogs, let's talk. <laughs> I want a dog more than anything in the world. Like, please, let's let's just get a dog. And she was like, all right. And now I needed to solidify it. So I'm, I was like, all right, can we can we shake on it? Because Hillary, if nothing else, she, she will stick to a gentleman's agreement. Um, She's not like uh, Daniel Levy. No. Okay. So I, I shook there and then, and then the next morning I also made a reiterate the deal on video and then sent that to a, a close. I was gonna say you asked her again when she was sober, 100%, right? Hundred percent. Because I was like, remember last night and she said the dog. It was just like the dog. I was like, yes. Yeah. Admit on video. D O G. I want it in writing. So yeah, basically, all that to be said, I'm getting a dog. Um, and if anybody knows any, you know, because giving away a dog, like I'm into that, but also, um, you know, I am trying myself as well through my own channels. One of them being an, an adoption agency um, for a dog called Carbon. So. Can't wait for Carbon. Can't wait for it. Oh, massive. It's massive. I hope you get through the, the process, the vetting process. Looks that. like quite a test. You said that as I won't. Wo- <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw you struggling with the response on the WhatsApp. I thought, you know. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's hard. To She's giving you some tough questions. Yeah, very tough questions. Uh, you know, like when like Google, uh, not AdSense, the one that like click all the pictures with a boat, how that's getting harder and harder. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, this is a It's like this. Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was sending me capachas. <laughs> that is the name for it, right? I'm I don't know. Right, what's been what's been going on? I'm just living vicariously through Owen. To be honest with you, I'm very excited about. Aren't we all? Right. Yeah. I don't know any dog owners. Stefan, our previous guest, recently got a dog, and that was really he was nice. successful in his dog. bid. Yeah, Shadow. Mm-hmm. And then Sophie, another previous guest, I met her dog actually at the weekend. So I'm seeing people's dogs at the moment, and I love it. I love dogs. It's a matter of time before I give in to Sierra and get a dog. We need our own you're, place you're first. Not really. I'm just we're living with the parents at the moment, so you can't just bring Even a new there. dog in. It's not really our house to say let's have a dog. Well, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, take <laughs> <laughs> I am living in uh, your house. It's, I'm gonna get a dog. Yeah. No. Matter of time though. Yeah. She's she's gagging for one. Like she's always always dog sitting. Every single friend that's got a dog should be dog sitting. Blue balling you on dogs as well. Big Bring time. Big in. time. Oh, I'm just gonna go dog sit for Zazzy. Gonna go dog sit here there. I, I never get a date with her. She's always with the dogs. It's like she's having an affair, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Zazzy. Just babysitting a dog. Just walking the dog again. Yeah. <laughs> I will have to stay over. <laughs> All right, I'm off for a pod. See you later. Um, no, that's that's uh, the only other bit of news I've got, and sorry for derailing this segment already, is just that I dominated last night at Frisbee Golf, and that's been a long time coming for me. I've had a tough season, a lot of big, hard losses, and last night I really came across it. And Ryan Wood, I was there. It was, it, was, it, was the, it was the best round I've ever seen, to be fair. Um, 
I would say you. it was just the front nine, um, and I'd like to see the full eighteen of it. I always fall apart on the back nine. Yeah, I'd like to have seen that, um, but it was good to see him. And it just it was nice to see the delight in him as well. To be fair, usually I'd like to neg him, but I was actually I was quite uplifted. I mean, it was a good story, a good Netflix documentary. One day it was after my first interview for Carbon as well. <laughs> Imagine Carbon coming out for disc golf nights. Oh, that'd be. Stop right there, right? Yeah, landed landed an acting gig. It's a more commercial thing, but I was reading off a teleprompter this week for the BC Securities Commission <laughs> about investing. So Fantastic. if you want to if you want to talk about get, getting started what investing, like, what, like, I'm your man. What kind of investment? Um, the difference between low ma- <laughs> low risk and high risk profit share margins. I, I, I have no idea. It was like five hours of reading off a teleprompter. And it was the driest stuff ever, but made it sound good. Fantastic. Yeah. It was fun. I got to do a bit of improv, pretend I was calling my mum on the phone. It's it's all right. Improv investments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Acting. Yeah. Anyway, uh, shall we get to our guest? He's been sat here waiting for long enough. Very, very patiently. <laughs> He's, we'll be surprised if you went home, to be honest. <laughs> all right, yeah. So let's move on to this week's guest, who's gladly joined us. Sam, welcome aboard the Great Escape podcast. Thank you very much. Long time listener, first time guest. Yeah. Full talk score. Friend of the pods. Well, Sam, let's let's get it kicked off with some quick fire questions. Yeah, don't guys, please don't go away. I'm not. I'm not gonna. First and last time. We've already got haters. The type of hardened Durham haters, of which there are majority. First question, do you like Adrian Durham? <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't comment yes or no. Don't listen to him off TalkSport, I apologise. I'm going to go with a yes. I'm going to go with a, a Hail Mary yes. Uh, the answer's actually no. Shite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's a terrible person. Um, uh, right, well, I guess it, yeah. Second question, what's your favourite flavour of crisp? You know what, I just like a, just either a salt and vinegar, that's probably number one, but closely followed by a, just a lightly salted nice staying well within the realms of walkers yeah, well, of well done are we yeah. talking walkers I wonder like what branding because oh, would, it be, would it be Lay's now but yeah walkers would probably be the go to would you dabble with the McCoy mm. am I man enough to have a McCoy <laughs> that's, the, uh, <laughs> that's the question <laughs> I, I, do you think McCoy's in New York here probably turned <laughs> 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 down the massage down the last few years <laughs> Uh, yeah, I heard salt and vinegar, and my mind went to discos. If you remember discos, uh, they were shitty crisps. Mm. I they were really yeah, bad. Discos would melt the inside of your mouth for salt yeah, and vinegar. Yeah, probably a Skips guy as well, eh? Skips? No. Skips no. were weird. They just have two of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were like bags of air. Just and when they melted. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. true. I mean, you've got it dead on, but. If, like I've it. got big questions for anybody whose favourite crisp is Skips. It's just weird. Yeah, you would never have it as your favourite, but you can stomach it at a party. That's all I was suggesting. It's been years since I've asked, um, actually. Fair question. What parties are you going to? Oh, sorry. Skips parties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're on, um, you, there's a situation, Sam, where you're, you, you're walking down the highway late at night, you're cruising, you're trying to get a lift off someone. Um, you, you put your cruising on foot. No, sorry, yeah, you're cruising on foot. I cruise on foot. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you're cruising down the highway Shut on off. foot, yeah. trying to get a lift off someone. Uh-huh. Um, them out. You get picked up. What do you say to calm down the driver and make him aware that you're not a serial? To calm him down straight away. Well, yeah, well, yeah. He's on, he's on edge. He's, he's never screaming as I open the door. Has anybody up before? Sam, so he's. Well, the first thing I, the first thing I would do would probably wouldn't be to attempt to calm him down. So I entered the vehicle and I started going, "I'm not a murderer." <laughs> I think it's probably the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, Can right. I just put my shotgun in the back? <laughs> You've got the deep flaws of my question already. Don't touch my back. <laughs> what are you going to subject to? You know, when you're I probably, I probably, probably start with uh, with just lots of thank yous and you've you know you've saved me. It's just a put them at ease in the sense that they've done me a favour. That's perfect. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a good, that was a good question and it was a good answer. That's a soft question. Definitely a bad question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with the quick fight. <laughs> um, what type of cat 
in the in the the larger cat world sure. is your favourite? Yeah, we're talking puma, lion, big but, cats. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. Which big cats? Your favourite? Like a snow leopard. Snow leopard. Oh, a bit more good choice. This man dances in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, that's a, yeah. That, that's a great answer. The lesser scene. Snow, yeah. Yeah. 100% wow, that. that's a great choice. Um, yeah. yeah, that wraps up my quick fires. Just on the topic of big cats. I was in China once and there was like these. Uh, sorry, I was in China once. I sound like a right asshole. Uh, <laughs> there's this big tiger park in uh, north, in the north in Harbin, and like they're the fattest tigers I've ever seen in my life. And they because they just get fed chickens all day every day by guests. You put the chicken. They like you sell you a live chicken, grab it by its legs, and some of the people were waving this chicken in front of the tigers, going, oh, look it, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's teasing, coming up. And then they tiger. open the chute, <laughs> shove the t- chicken down the chute, flies out the end, and the tiger's just like, just roll over wobble over, it. roll over, get to the chicken and just They're devour it. But they don't ever run, it's just straight I up. I bet there. some of those, it's it set in zoos and things like that, the tigers are a bit... Oh, it was well, so bad, they were so necks. fat. Just hey, rolling over, yeah, yeah, and then you could get. Yeah. get they gave. It sounds all over saying like apex predator. Yeah. <laughs> it was so Look bad. How this tiger would be in the wild. Yeah, I just I, w- I would love to see him in the wild to compare to what I saw these big chunky fat cats. Did you feed him? Matthew did. Yeah, my brother. <laughs> yeah. We didn't give him the live chicken, but they were coming around with these buckets of meat, and they gave you like tongs, and you could put the tongs up to the fence and like wiggle it through the fence to it. How much is this we did that. Oh, that's what I mean. Every single guest that comes in can pay to feed them, so they're just absolutely so obese. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I literally just had supper. Come on. <laughs> no, another one, Terry. Is making me sad. Yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. I'd like to see a, a proper big cat that's not like that. Snow leopard. Snow leopard. Yeah. yeah. If only. Feasting in a zoo. No. Too cool for it. Never. Yeah, sorry, that was not, that was my little China anecdote for the day. Sorry. Uh, yeah, back to Sam, uh, gracious guest. Um, talk about how you ended up here in Vancouver, Canada, if you will. Sure. Um, just wondering how far to go back. It's uh, where. Yeah, from? whereabouts are you from? First of all, yeah. Sorry, uh, born and bred on the south coast, Bournemouth. Well, technically, Paul, but no one really rarely knows where Paul is. So. Almost the next bigger place. Right nice, nice. But yeah, I was uh, living in London at the time, and uh, I think it was like uh, from growing up on the south coast, having a little bit more space. London, after five years, five and a half years, started to you know it weighs on your shoulders a little bit. Mm-hmm. Was uh, yeah. you know, you know, after wide open spaces, <laughs> so, uh, Canada straight away. That's <laughs> much, <laughs> like the, uh, much like my spirit animal, the snow leopard. Yeah. How it. People, obviously, we've had multiple guests on the pod that have, have, have done the London experience. Mm-hmm. How, how was it for you, other than just being incredibly busy? Was it? Did you find like the lifestyle very like busy and, and crazy? Like, was it? Were you deeply embedded in the London? I mean, yeah, like it's. I mean, this isn't going to link up. Sure. Like, I love like London's a great city. Obviously, it's like a brilliant place to live and to visit. But I think there was a point. I remember I was stood at the top of. Do you know, like embankment, just at the top of that hill. I like looking down to it and it was just full it was a summer's day and I remember looking through the crowd of people and I was just like oh I think I'm done yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just like, yeah, 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 it's like yeah. I'm just going to go shoulder to shoulder on the tube for 45 and I'm just like oh this is just I mean yeah so anyway long story short uh, luckily me and my girlfriend Liz both sort of wanted to at least try living and working abroad you know once in our lives and Canada was on both our lists, so it wasn't like one of us had to convince the other one. It just kind of happened nice. naturally and like easy. It wasn't like anyone had to twist anyone else's arm. Um, we came over once um, just to sort of see. Obviously, you should probably see a city once before you commit to maybe moving there for a mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's what Tony did. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, and like, I think like all people, when you visit here for the first time, it's quite easy to fall in love with. Like just visually, it's stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we kind of made our minds up, got quite excited about the idea. And then, yeah, decided to put plans into place for moving over. Um, didn't have, by plans into place, we had an Airbnb for two weeks, and that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know anyone, didn't have a job set up. 
you know, we kind of just rocked up with an Airbnb and we're like, right, let's figure this out, get it done. Were you, when you, when you came to Vancouver initially, you know, was the plan to, to kind of stay and settle in Vancouver or was Vancouver, I know you kind of just wanted to change lifestyles from London, sure. was it kind of moving on to somewhere to kind of test the waters and, and try somewhere different for a bit or was the plan to kind of come to Vancouver, stay in Vancouver for a de- decent amount of time? It was, um, I mean, initially it was just going to be two years. Like a lot of people, they get the working travel visa, they yeah. do the two years, you get close to the end of the two years and you're just like, probably sort out that thing called PR. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I'm yeah. quite done, I don't think I've completed BC or, you know, Canada in general. It nibbles yeah. your ears a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. The idea of like going back <laughs> before you're done is, uh, I mean, he's got a point. <laughs> I mean, like, we all did it. Yeah, like, so... Like I think our decision was made probably I think a lot earlier than even we sort of admitted to ourselves. Um, I will say though, like a lot of people come over for like the Canadian experience. They just want to just you know like they'll go, they'll do, you know like weekend after weekend, big hikes, like you know like big camping trips, and you know like we do all that as well. But I was very much sort of still interested in continuing to like work and not kind of have like a two year jolly. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't want not that it's a black spot to do any to do any job on like your C V, but I was interested in at least keeping that riding as well as being able to sort of, you know, have a change in life sort of like experience as well. You wanted to continue progressing. Well yeah, exactly, because I mean it's, I don't you know, don't want to admit to be like, I moved to Canada for my career without having a job here when I moved. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like yeah, it was definitely something that was on my mind that, you know, like Again, there's nothing wrong in working in a bar or working in like a coffee shop or whatever. But yeah, I was sort of I wasn't about just doing the two years in that sort of way, and then heading back to the UK and being like, I guess let's carry on the grind. Mm. You know, I wanted yeah. to sort of try and come back. You know, a few rungs higher than I, you know, come in. You were probably totally. pretty motivated as well, like living in London. I imagine it's one of those cities that kind of gets you thinking about progressing yeah no massively so and i think like to the detriment of the place like everyone sort of has that massive sort of like head down sort of mindset yeah. and you like forget to look up over every nugget like and even when you do yeah you look to the end of the street and there's a there's another building and then you get to the end of that street and you look to the right and oh yeah you guessed it it's not a building hell on it. <laughs> actually um, that's my big thing with australia like i do like, australia like that part of the world and all that but i will never do I'm just going to take 10 years of my life drinking and just having an absolute jolly. You have to do six months on farm or something, don't you? I think it's three months. Is that if you, yeah, to get the second year? I mean, I worked on a farm back in Yorkshire just picking potatoes, but I couldn't do it in Australia because I've heard stories of people pulling like bananas or whatever and getting spiders all over. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Yeah, it's not good. My my buddy did lamb farming. He was having to catch lambs in the I said, I'm really mad at my buddy doing lamb farming as we got his second year. That wouldn't be too bad. Mm. I don't know. I don't think spiders are knocking around with the lambs. Maybe though, in the barns. They're everywhere. So. That wasn't my point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, no, but you're saying you, it my, would be no, just my, a bit too debaucherous. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, like Sam kind of hit the nail on the head there. But I also think, like, a lot of people that I've spoken to out here do kind of last. I think mm. some of us, some of our mutual friends, it's a chill like, spot. Mm. Once you've done all the big that's places, it. Like they yeah. do, they they've been to Australia. They nearly all do Australia, maybe New Zealand, and then they settle down in Canada, and then just come to Canada first. I'm like, I have no interest in going to either of the other places now. But like, what to visit? But like, not do the whole working holiday thing. Yeah, it's not lacking in sort of like opportunity of what you want to do. Like, you can come here. Like, you can get a job up in Whistler spend all your time just outdoors and it will, you'll have an absolute epic lifestyle of course <laughs> or you can come down what hour and 45 two hours down the road and you know have a glass sea surrounded by water and trees and mountains yeah it's not bad it's pretty good yeah. <laughs> i have a slight regret about like when i came to toronto because it's the first time i'd experienced a proper like what a proper city is or whatever i'd only what? ever done london on a few weekends or, like, Leeds or whatever but Leeds, <laughs> Manchester, and stuff top like of the that. pile. But, like I'm saying, like Toronto is very much like a very multicultural, massive city or city span. And I feel like I just, I was so skint for the first few months and first year or so there, just because I couldn't handle myself in the city or whatever. But I feel like, and that was fun, but it, arduous at times. I feel like Whistler would have been a real nice little starting point 
get all that binge out of your system and then just float across to Vancouver and you did it. I don't know. Do you not think that would be a cool? I, do, I, I regret not doing the whistle thing. That's that would seem really fun. Someone who doesn't ski. No. <laughs> no, you do that. seasons in the summer. And yeah, that. you can. Uh, if I did season, somebody go Jasper. I'd work at like a B and B in Jasper or something. Like, I'd, <laughs> I'd love moody receptionist. Yeah. Say, just run in the yeah, Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. You come in with your bags at two in the morning, just got off a flight, and this guy's meeting you at the reception entrance. Horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> it would fill yeah. his yeah. dreams. You shouldn't do that, right? You'd be horrible at it. Well, that's what I would have done. Yeah, sorry, right. It's a good point. Though. Like the season air stuff, I feel like I've never done it as well. Like regardless if it's Whistler or anywhere, like it's, I've got friends that have done it, and like it's only good, like it's only good stories. Like yeah. you know the stuff that you like the stories they bring back, or even just the lifestyle in general. Like, well, that it's too late to do it. But like you said, yeah, it would be a nice thing to like, you know, do for a solid like six months or however long. It's definitely and then just... too late for any of us to do that. <laughs> we could open it. We could open a lodge before. <laughs> <laughs> There's no chance in a million years I would ever drink two nights in a row these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think I am? I'd be uh, with Carvin. You can't now, can you? I wouldn't do that to Carvin as well. He'll never see me drink. <laughs> 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 he will see me smoke. <laughs> did you? So you said you like did Vancouver on a holiday. Was it just all Vancouver or nothing? Did you even scour other places? Yeah. So the trip actually was we we flew into LA, got a car, and we drove that's out the a, West Coast. Well, it's funny that it's California uh, yeah but no we did a road trip up the west coast and ended in Canada because that's kind of our like we, we were there for it was the time we spent the longest so like we were here for like it was like a week and a half but no I would say like we went you know I'd say like a, maybe like an hour radius around and stuff but we didn't like go too far it was I was pretty tired after driving up the west coast <laughs> 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 how, how did you find that because yeah, I haven't actually done a lot of California I've done Palm Springs or whatever but I don't think that's like a very good depiction of what actually like Cali is mm. um, how did you find that in comparison to Canada uh, sorry like the west coast of Canada like BC and stuff like how when, did you when, find, like, any differences in people I don't ask that? me when it was I'm terrible I'm going to say uh, we're going to try and work it out you moved uh, out here you moved out at the same time we moved out at the same time pretty much I reckon yeah so, so maybe like a year before that. 2017, Trump era. Okay. Yes, it was. It would be because, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it like being pro-Trump in California? <laughs> <laughs> really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, it was actually funny enough. Like landed in LA, and the first time I've ever been to like the West Coast to spend some bit of time on the East Coast in the US, but. Um, and it was grey and raining for the days that we were there. So I was Aww. expecting California, LA, like down to Santa Monica. Sure. And I was like, I was like, cool, let's go to Santa Monica Pier in the piss and rain. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really get that full lifestyle. But no, like it very quickly turned. Like there's some nice spots up, like uh, a place called Big Sur, which is really cool. We spent a night. Like that was that was awesome. And there's like. Um, like that drive in itself is just gorgeous because it takes you through all, all like different sites of California. It's, Did you it's, go on uh, Route One? Is it is that what it's called down the coast? I'll be lying if I told you. I remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. I went driving down the West Coast. I thought yeah. it was Route One, but I forgot. Anyway, but yeah, and then we just kind of like. Do you know that Mike's been to China, by the way? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any time? In a few previous episodes, of, <laughs> well, I've mentioned it. Sorry, Sam, what were you saying? Mate? Yeah, no, so like um. Similar in a sense of that, you know, beautiful but wet and rainy, so yeah. Vancouver. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, like, it's a shocker, like, it's not, you know, like, it's fairly similar. Um, obviously, slight accent change, but, yeah. I think there's probably a bit more of annoying an accent in California as there is in, in Vancouver. I, I call California a lot, so I noticed there's slightly more, a bit more uptick. Is it much more laid back here on the West Coast then compared to London, obviously, Sam? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I think that's, I think as anyone would tell you, like population in itself is just like crazy. You think about the size of BC and population in comparison to London in its own, which is dwarfs its numbers. So just the fact that you can walk down the street and you don't have like someone, you know, you're not shoulder to shoulder barging you every two seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, question from me. Because mm. I like that. Um, obviously, like we met, I think we've both been here nearly like about a year and a half each other. We just met at a party. And like, like, what was your way of meeting people? Did you, like, did you meet them through Lizzie? Was it sports? Was it just Brits in Vancouver meetups? Yeah. Like, did you have any loose connections before you came here? No, like I said before, we, we didn't know anyone. 
didn't have any friends or family that had like that had like been before. So yeah, it was literally just an Airbnb for two weeks, and you kind of had to just make it work. Which you know, quietly, you know, time, you know, it's not that it's difficult, but yeah. well, I say it's not difficult. There is a weird little like roundabout that you have to do. That's kind of like a no entry roundabout. So like you have to have a phone, but you need an address to have a phone. <laughs> so yeah. and to get an address, you need like a bank account. But to get a bank account, you need an address. So there's this kind of like horrible little like no entry to anyone from outside Canada sort of roundabout. So you have to lie at a certain point. So you start with a smaller one. <laughs> yeah, so you lie, to, you lie about having an address and get a phone and then you're on. And then once you're on, it's pretty simple. But but yeah, meeting people, it was more at the beginning. We we tried out the like, oh, let's live with let's not get a one bed. So let's live with like two plus, you know, just to sort of like meet, you know, there's going to be like hoping that they're like sound people I know it's always a risk to try and that's bold move in with people and hope you know fingers crossed they're not a bunch of loonies and, and we got a um, we did like a sublet for a month um, which was nice because we got it pretty close to the end of our two weeks so it was kind of like getting a little bit like I mean you could just get another Airbnb but still that wasn't the game plan but um, yeah and then there, it was full of like lucky it was just full of lovely people so originally it was that they all sort of saw our situation they were just like do you want to go to this gig? Do you want to come on this night out? Do you want to come on this hike? You know, mm-hmm. you know, like the classics for being out here. So that was great. And then I'm trying to think about how our groups, right, like how we all ended up getting merged. Quick question. Yeah. You came over, and, and just one really quick statement, just as we're off the California point, 39 million people in California, 37 million in Canada. So. Yeah. Wow. Just, just I wanted to drop the fact when we're in the moment, but Love my that. fingers can't take for that speed. Um, <laughs> Sam, you moved over here with your girlfriend. Yes. Have you done any solo traveling in your in your life before? Because I think it's it, often on the podcast we get people on that have come as a solo entity. Mm-hmm. Is there like, is it is it is it tough in some ways moving with some? I, I know it kind of was when I moved with Hillary. It's kind of tough because you not only have to kind of look after yourself and make sure you're like kind of socially you know, getting on with people and stuff, but you're also kind of like, you're doing that as a couple and stuff, which is, did you kind of notice any of that being a bit stressful, like kind of coming over with someone? I mean, I can understand the thought processes to a yes, but for me and the way that I'm wired and kind of the way that our relationship is wired is like, you know, we're like, we're a good team in that sense. And the fact that I kind of, it was nice to, for me personally, it was nice to have someone else that was like literally actively going through those very same steps. Mm-hmm. So when it was like, she got a job before me and it was like, it was just like a big like team success. Yeah. Cause yeah. do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she, yeah. I, like she helps me like, you know, like I'm applying for jobs. Should I say this? Should I say that? It's quite nice and actually made it easier bouncing off someone, 100%. especially someone that you've been with for a while. So you, you know, like it's not like you're, I think if I was doing it by myself, it, cause I, I didn't land a job for like a little while. So like there were definitely points where it was nice to have somebody to be like, just you just got to keep at it every day you just you know that's the that's how you play the game you just send enough things out every day and you know like some stuff will start to land like stick so i actually prefer doing it with someone else i think it i think it definitely sort of in times of a little bit of stress and worry and the anxiety starts to spike slightly there's nice to have someone else there to just be like i would agree yeah. cool. definitely just go for a pint and yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. absolutely I, I came to her, her <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> team success. <laughs> Toronto to Vancouver was uh, sorry. England to Toronto was really overwhelming because on your own, it's kind of like you you take on the worry of everything. Yeah. But as, as, when you when we moved as a couple, it's like that the burden of stress is kind of cut in half, mm-hmm. and and you don't have to kind of like. It's just nicer to be like you know if you're in a situation where you're like you know you've got to find a place or whatever it's just like having that worry with someone is just yeah. better than just being like shit i really have to find a place <laughs> it's nicer to put a we on the end of it like yeah, know, yeah. no but i will say though like in times when you when you have to figure stuff like that out for yourself i feel like we all sort of you all fall into that very matter of fact kind of mindset Whereas when there is more people in the group, it's a bit like, say, you go away and people are like, what do you want to do? And there's like six people around the table trying to decide. It takes a hell of a lot longer, whereas if you were just there by yourself. So there are aspects, obviously, with like going as a couple where like sometimes I'd like be like, oh, let's sort it. Yeah. And not think about it. <laughs> like, you, take, you, mean, so. you probably take less risks when you're doing it with somebody else, right? Than yeah, you know, in your room where you just kind of chuck yourself. By yourself, you, you would have been like, well, I have to just sort it. So I'm just going to yeah. sort it. Yeah. That's fine. Very interesting. I think we met. So we met at a Christmas party. We met at Sammy's party. Yeah. My friend of the pod. 
yeah. <laughs> I knew that group from playing football with a lad. I played football with a lad who introduced me to Sally and Charlie. Sure. That was my link. I think for that, I, I'd met Greg and Kyle previously. How? Oh, oh another friend of the pod, Kyle. <laughs> Greg is not. Greg cancelled on us. Oof. <laughs> He will be on soon. Ran, <laughs> like, ran off to England. Yeah. Tail between his legs. That's it. No, but um, so I met Greg just at a random. Like, I think, I feel like expats just, you just, you just gravitate towards yeah. each other. It is weird. It's usually think. football that brings me. Yeah. I genuinely people. think it's a or, gift and a guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I should make more, make more of an effort to make Canadian pals. Yeah, all my friends are English. It's terrible. Like, yeah, I, have, good ones, I yeah. have some, but like, only through, through family now, like with Hillary mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's been really nice, and I've branched out on that side. I find it almost impossible to do it without an introduction. Like, a, 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 like a, I don't well, know why, but it's it's because it's the crutch of getting on with English and people. Like, you know, you you've grown up in similar situations. So there's a lot more like dialogue, mm-hmm. insidey type bants that strengthens a relationship really quickly. Yeah. Whereas you, when you don't have that with someone, it's, it's a lot harder to make those connections. But it's also really nice when you do make those connections. So it's kind of like a bit of a yeah, what about through work though? Make any Canadian pals through work? Sometimes that's more that's difficult to hear with that though. Yeah. yeah. I do remember, I'm thinking back to when we met, and I, do, I think I met you and Kyle on the same night. And I mm-hmm. spent the first two hours just, I called Kyle a dickhead straight away. Uh, um, I, I got did. introduced to you as a Newcastle fan, and your first words to me were, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you do, I, I did the same with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. how friendships are made. I knew I'd done it to Kyle. I didn't know if I'd done it to you as well. Yeah. Um, you could do that to a Canadian. That would be the end of it. No, that <laughs> Also, to find a Canadian Newcastle fan. <laughs> yeah. That would be a score. To be fair, I'm not sure you could do that to anyone. <laughs> yeah, it's lucky it was to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think people are just relatively polite that you've hung around. Yeah. I, I remember, yeah, I remember Kyle making a real effort that night, to be fair. I just kept calling, I kept like swearing at him. Like, it was a bit. Treat, was treat him mean, keep him keen. It was an aggressive, it was. It was it's an aggressive bit when you don't know you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in hindsight, mental life played off. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Yeah. But Mike, that is a good point. I think the workplace is the ultimate equaliser when it comes to, to, to branching out a little bit and yeah. making friends outside the expat circles. Because I have made some really good One of my work. best Canadian friends is my old boss, Andy. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the only Canadian friend I have. But he's, he's good into all the rest of Canada... As well, like just. I've, I've got I've two like quite diverse workforces in two of my jobs out here. So I've made like I've got a lot of friends, but a lot of them are immigrants themselves. But like maybe moved in like six or seven stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a different mindset. Very cool. Quite interesting. Yeah, oh, Vish was one of them. Yeah, yeah. friend of the pod. <laughs> which is me. Also gave me. A, I did. I can say I tried Vish's method of making because he he was teaching us like different methods you could make tea. Yeah. Um, and tried one of them and it was fantastic. It was one where you boil the milk with the tea bags in the milk. It's phenomenal. It's really good. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like milk and tea bag from being from the UK is just a rogue no-no. No, no, no but <laughs> he is Indian. He yeah, he, it's, it's, yeah, I don't deny it. It's a, <laughs> it's a different style of tea. Don't think about a, a normal cup of tea. It's not a boiled PG tips. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're doing tips. You're fucking with something different here. If it's the only thing that, that's out here, then yeah, over orange pico or whatever, then I'll take a PG tips. Orange pico is just English breakfast. Yeah, it's the same thing. No? I thought that was a difference. No, I think there's a difference. You don't, it's still not been hunting out Tetley's or Yorkshire tea? Well, Yorkshire tea would be the, is the go-to. It's the number one. Good. Yeah, Good. Yorkshire yeah. girl as well. But if someone like... You, you're, a, you're a straight up Yorkshire guy, right? But I, you're wrong because Yorkshire girl's the better taste than tea. No, I prefer Yorkshire tea to Yorkshire girl. Is Yorkshire tea just the one with the red stripe? Yeah. Yeah, I prefer the red to Has there been anything uh, that so you've found? chilly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too aggressive on which is the best tea, um, have, has there been anything that's been difficult to adapt to coming to Vancouver? Uh, I, I was actually going to say, it surprises me that like you, because like, I've met up with work people like every now and again, like one or two, but there's definitely that sort of, there isn't that work culture as much as there is in the UK of sort of like group team after work. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'm just upset they're not going to the pub enough, but like, <laughs> sorry, or the brewery enough. But yeah. like, it's, uh, yeah, like there definitely is, is that sort of like, from a social aspect. I mean, it's been so long working remote now that I'm not sure I know what the social aspect of work is, but <laughs> yeah. it, uh, 
Yeah, like even when we were in the office, it would be like one or two every now and again. You'd pop out for a drink kind of thing after work. Whereas obviously in the UK, as you know, you just go with randoms. Yeah. Stand in the street. <laughs> which yeah. is quite nice because that it's in those moments that you build those like external relationships with people that you work with rather than the sort of like the, the nine to five in the office or whatever you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You work in an office as well, so how's it for you in terms of socialising, right? Um, my office has been fairly social. It's been a bit up and down. It's all been through COVID. Um, and yeah, kind of like around Christmas now is pretty good. Um, it's like being busy and stuff like that. I'm going for work drinks tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. But they're, like, they're, they're still really like aiming to like, they're like trying to put a stop to it around, around our work. Because oh, really? apparently if the, if like, if the work get fined out for like adhering to like social gatherings, still with this sort of like COVID air, there can be like issues. But I guess if you're doing it off your own back, it's fine, but. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah I, I'm just very, and this is more just like from being burned a little bit at workplaces back in England. Like teaching's really bad stuff actually because it does get very cliquey. I try and just avoid a lot of like office politics and stuff like that. There's definitely people I prefer, people I do go for a pint with at work, but. I'd also usually, I'd, I'd have one drink and leave, whereas some people be there like till 10, I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like in sales jobs in the past, I've been a little bit just like, I don't know, like it, it, it's great. And one of my best pals out in Canada, I, I worked with initially at my first sales job in Toronto. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great lad and, and really, really kind of got on with him right off the bat. But outside of that like sometimes I kind of think it's nice to have a disconnect between your work and your your, your circle outside of work and, and just like definitely been times in the past where it's like it's kind of awkward to try and I don't know like I, I, I kind of like to have a bit of distance from the office just so you feel like you can have your own you know world outside of work because even when you're hanging out with work people like a lot of the time like work just naturally comes up and you don't get that sure. like I think I mean, now I work remotely on my own. It's yeah. just me and the cat. I think more workplaces. I was going to say carbon's around the corner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> carbon will be my lunch. Buddy. I think more workplaces. <laughs> it's not dangerous if you're drinking with your dog. It's a bottle of wine at lunch with my dog. What's the problem? I think for workplace socials, more people should do softball leagues because Sierra's recently introduced me to softball. <laughs> with the lawyers and it is a blast they pay for all the meals they pay for all the beers it's on the company they encourage it and you just go and piss around and play softball everything's paid for softball does and they have to write up an email yeah yeah. they have to write up a a, like a match report email someone writes a really sarcastic report oh fell on his ass had a shit game and they put it all in the email it's part of an email chain it's like good bonding that's how to work yeah Yeah, that for sure works big question on softball I went down, I'm not even part of the company, and ate all the food and drank all the beer. It's great. Did you chew tobacco? What? <laughs> what? Uh, well, that's, what's that thing that we got into? Dip. Dip, that's it, yeah. That's tobacco, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, I, I tried dip. Yeah, dip. <laughs> Do you have dip when you're disc golfing? What's this when you're disc golfing? It's a big baseball thing, dip. I, I thought it was sunflower seeds. I have a pal called Jake, and he, he does a little bit of dip every now and then in summer, and it's just like, you put a little bit of chewing tobacco in your gum and then just like swill it around and, and you don't, don't swallow it added. <laughs> Is this to like hours. give you something to do when you're in the outfield? It gives you a nicotine rush basically. It's the same as having a cigarette. And that's why they're spitting all the time. But you just have to yeah, spit that's out. Why they're that's why they're is spitting. that why Tom Hanks is spitting all the time in a league of their own? Is that why he's spitting out? Yeah, that's exactly that's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Stuff and then like it's meant to just they're not, they're not doing dip at the softball games I've been to. Oh, well, just start off. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> just turn them on like a bamboo. It does sting. What if you Stain or sting? It stings. Like it kind of stings your gum while it's... It's, it's a horrendous thing to do, to be honest. I've had some like... You like le- what are you looking at? There's, there's somebody just... Sorry for the podcast. <laughs> intensely staring through my window. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, oh, that's... Uh, she's sussing you out. She's yeah. Carbon's current owner. No. <laughs> she's doing a match report. And that's <laughs> <laughs> Say yes. <laughs> yes and Ryan. You know the rules. Do you, do you want to take a break, have a cup of tea, and then get into work stuff? I'll or do you want to go plough in? One more question. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Before we take a break. Sure. Anyone that was listening, but thinking about it, would one piece of advice for them? One piece of advice would be 
I would say, even, uh, this might go against what I said earlier, but like try and land even like a small job for when you get it. Because yeah. I feel like having someone just to, just to have like, also just like fill your time. If you're coming on your own, it's great to fill your time with just doing something. Even if it's just like a couple of shifts in the week, I'd say maybe look in and reach out to just trying to pick up something. Because there's a lot of people, when they know you're coming over on the, you know, travel working visa, everyone's very aware of the visa. Mm-hmm. And maybe just, if I could do it again, I would just pick up something smaller earlier rather than going for like the big one first time kind of thing. That's a very, very good bit of advice. Because yeah. yeah, I feel like yeah. that is the most stressful thing when you get it. It's not finding a place, you've usually got a bit of money, you know, if you've, if you've not come on an absolute bean, like you've got a little bit of cash to put down for a pad, but yeah. that soon, you know, that you, you know that, that month and a bit or yeah. like month and a couple months you've got to put down for rent, that kind of soon dwindle, you know, it kind of soon feels like it's yeah. like, all right, I need to get back to work. There's also hinges what you can do socially as well. But I remember like I didn't get a job for about a month, but I like, I landed the job and mm. start earning for like two months into being here and I just didn't really do anything for two months because like don't eat in the savings, mm. but I start earning and it'd be nice to have had like, yeah. a couple of shifts or something before and I think it's a good bit of advice. Yeah. It's also good to have a bit of structure. Gives you a bit like, of routine, getting out like, the house, doing yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And also, yeah. you, you probably end up seeing a little bit more, like like I said, you don't have to, I'm not saying, I mean, it's been a lot of work chat in the sense of that, but like, I'm not saying like, come get a nine to five and don't <laughs> don't see the outside. <laughs> it just means like, you what? know, like maybe just yeah, give it half that was a thought. To- that was, yeah. um, what was it called? Tommy did that. <laughs> Make sure you come here, get a full-time job, do whatever you can. That was his thing. I yeah, don't, I'm I not don't. saying that. I'm just like, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just for me, like, yeah, because I didn't pick up a job, you know, like straight away. And uh, Liz was, you know, did really well, but lucky in the sense that she did. Um, but yeah, I just thought, also in the fact of coming with a couple as well, it's nice to, you know, pull your own way as well. So you say you get a girlfriend before you come. It worked for me. <laughs> Very tough to ride that. Yeah, yeah. Still trying. Okay, back from our little breather session there and back into a new section, the home and away section. And this week we're going to mix things up and talk a little bit about work culture. Because, Sam, you've been in two very different career paths. Back in England, you were a broadcast engineer in London. Mm-hmm. Very technical job and very technical here as well, but less on your feet. You're a VFX coordinator here in Vancouver. Yes. Similar industries, but miles apart. That's <laughs> what, what it says here. Why did you do the lean Because I'm not sure what I'm reading here. but I believe how bad you're writing. It's, 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 it's funny that I called you asking you to write so, Anyway. Uh, not my job, mate. My job get the cookies, set my microphone up. <laughs> I've got a fresh tea, so I don't know what yeah, you're exactly. complaining about. And, yeah, I've got something. Two cuppers each as well, man. You know what I mean? Well, I've got three break you've been, a, a, you've been a top host tonight. Thank you, Two cups of tea. You and Alex with the half a cup thing, mate. What the hell is that? It always always does it. It always gives you a full cup. I I like that. I call it the safe. It's safer to have that. Do you not like spilling? Do you not like spillages in your house? Carefully fucking sipping the top of their cup. Nervous cup of tea. Boiling up. Or feel like they're looked after. He just, he just likes to get his money's worth. Yeah, okay, he's a, he's a Yorkshire lad. It is so annoying. <laughs> it's just a, it's a, it's a life of excess you leave, right? Just, like, <laughs> just pouring out the top of it. It's not Vegas. <laughs> that, that Coke you were helping yourself to in the fridge, is that your Coke? No, that was Coke that he told me to buy. Oh, know, okay. I was, I was going to say, you were yeah. liberally helping yourself to Owen's fridge. I was like, all right. Yeah, I was helping myself to stuff that he told me he bought for Fair enough, I'll fair enough. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just to make it clear, anybody can raid my fridge. You know, you, oh. when you're in my house, you're very welcome to the fridge. Quick break. Round two. You've got Tunnock's tea cakes. I mean, I mean, that's I pretty special. You shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have said that. Now, now we question why now they're not on the table. Yeah, the with a cup of tea. Is, yeah. This has triggered my host mentality, and now it's rude if you leave without a Tunnock's tea cake. Kind of, yeah. Am I getting a pod goodie bag to take that with Look under your seat, boy. Okay, um, so just in brief, I guess, for people who aren't versed in, in sure. broadcast engineering and stuff, what, what, would, what did that job entail back in England? So yeah, that, I mean, that was mainly a lot of travel. So it was sort of going to, it was mainly current affairs, like news related. So it was whenever there was any sort of, I mean, it, it could be standard, like it could be like your elections or any sort of like protests, or it could be as far and wide as, you know, like following the um, 
sort of refugee sort of migration stuff or even to like situations of like terrorist attacks and stuff wherever basically wherever it's like you know large world news goes they would send us usually unfortunately in a van so a lot of driving <laughs> um, and then you would yeah set up shop basically set up like a media pen dish satellite links and then be able to provide sort of interviews from here there and everywhere where was um, the toughest place you had to get news from like, Actually, like well, I mean, I struggle when there's no signal on the phone, but yeah. that's a different kettle of fish. Storm chasing. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> the thing I've got. Get the dish up. Yeah, release those strange How animals. Real? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that was a good question. Is <laughs> Twister realistic? <laughs> Not my job. <laughs> uh, I'd say, like, difficult in the sense where... Actually, this will surprise you. So I was covering the US elections when... Uh, your man Big T got elected. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, there was a lot of like, I would say that was, there was a quite, a, there was obviously a lot of hostile conflict outside. Oh. You know, like, so obviously, you know, he wasn't, big shocker, breaking news here, he wasn't the most well-liked man, especially in Washington, D.C. What, were you in Washington? Yeah. So oh, I, was oh that. I thought you were like, in England predominantly, but no, no, so all over, over the Washington, place. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it's in the White House. So your job took you to many different countries, many different places. Yeah. It's in the White House, January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> actually, when you say... <laughs> Off duty, man. I was, the one, yeah, I was the one with the horns in the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> when you said travelling in the van, I imagine you driving around England with your old... No, 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 like, yeah, so a lot of the time. We had, um, we had bureaus based in, so like London, we had one in Washington, one in Paris, um, and then... For a time, we had some in Rio, and like, yeah, basically just to allow wow. to have a, like a footprint on the world. So you would fly over. Each would have like your um, your kit, and then mm-hmm. you would load up and drive to wherever it needed you to be. Wow! Imagine the election. You obviously knew you've been maybe working on that for a while. Like yeah. It's a set date, but was it a lot of like just pack your bags and go? So a lot of the times there can be like it can it can be like that. So I remember there was a time I was getting well, I was in the queue to get onto the ferry over to the Isle of Wight, and then the Paris attacks happened. And I was like, looked at my phone and was like, I reckon I'm going to get a call here. And lo and behold, work calls. And you just have to unfortunately be like, I need to call a cab because everyone else can continue going on their trip. But that's kind of part and parcel of the job is it's kind of written into the contract is like, there's your set hours. And then there's also like, when when we need to go with your, with like a literal go bag. So that you just jump in. Did you study for that job? So I did, I went uh, at university, I did TV and film production, so kind of, uh, not that I sort of strived to be a, like, uh, to be a broadcast engineer. Originally, I just wanted to be a cameraman, but that job doesn't really exist anymore. Like, you kind of have to have more strings to your bow, like, you kind of have to, like, you know, camera, sound, and edit, whatever, like, especially nowadays. So, as a broadcast engineer, out out in the field, Mm -hmm. you you were doing everything? So you do it all, yeah. Bar, um, so obviously it's usually you and then a coordinator, which would be somebody that would like liaise with the um, with the journalists. That's an incredibly cool position. Do you, when you're, you, you know, you were in Washington, sure. Trump's been elected, you know, you can feel that tension in the air. Do you, do you, as a person behind the camera, feel like a kind of fly on the wall? Is there a kind of, uh, I always think when, you know, when you see cameramen in, you know, conflict zones and places like that, it always looks as a they're, they're in the picture, but I always feel like that you're kind of they're, you know, the camera in front of them is a bit of a kind of shield. And, and <laughs> I, I know this is a deeper question than necessary. What I'm trying to ask is, what's it like to be behind the camera when really intense stuff is going on around you? And then, Mark, if you could just edit it so it's just the last bit of that question that's asked. I like the talk of a shield. And... I don't know, it's just like, it, there's a weird like mystique to a cameraman. They're kind of saying, can really I hate to break the mystique. Can you, so... can you pull the wool from over our eyes, Absolutely. please, Sam? They can, they can meld themselves into the background really well with the camera. I do get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll see if I can clear it up. Can you explain what you meant to yeah. us? No. I think effectively, you, the point you make is good. I remember when I first started, I was, you know, like full of like, I'm going to provide a non-biased like view on all these things, and it's up to me. It will be my eye. And unfortunately, like all things in the world, it's dictated by the company or whichever like network that you're working for. Not that they're yep. literally like, don't show this, don't show that, but they can request like Choose change the background, bits. you know, like come wider. Well, like you know, we want to get a different sort of angle of X and Y. Like, so yeah, it's, I mean, I thought I was going to be like some sort of you know like 
freedom knowledge fighter with a camera <laughs> on my shoulder. <laughs> but I will say, like, you are, it attracts attention to the camera, and it, like you say, you can also, like, like blend and people don't ask you questions because a they think they're getting in your way or they're getting they, a lot of people dart out of the way of a camera mm-hmm. or, or some people come up to you and ask you questions as if you know everything what's going on because yeah. you're there and you usually have some sort of like you know like tv station or like yeah. or company sort of emblem sort of thing on you you ever been any sort of like vulnerable situations not no i mean i haven't mainly because it like all things like that it's whenever there's like a for instance when i've gone to cover like the aftermath of like a terrorist attack it's happened and obviously that nation's police usually that that area was probably i mean i wouldn't say it's the safest but like all things you know like after an attack like that it is it is like locked down big police and presence then yeah. yeah exactly so like you're there and obviously it's there's always like a, an eerie sort of like feel to like be in a place where something like that's happened um but uh you know you never like i've I've never been in like an active war zone or anything like that. We've never sort of like followed in those sort of scenarios. So when you look at that now, to to what you're, what you're yeah, doing, the contrast is so stable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's you are just you're sat at a computer screen. Run us through what you're doing currently as well. Yeah, yeah so I mean, that I guess yeah. so. As a VFX, you find yeah. the laptop to be a shield. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I put it on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to just go a little bit deeper, <laughs> but then I realised I didn't have a question at hand. Yeah, well, it's fine. It, it happens to Paxman every now and then. <laughs> Sam totally got you on about so it's fine. Yeah, no, it's true. You're a wordsmith. I got it all. <laughs> Very polite, Sam. Uh, yeah. So now, as a VFX coordinator, it's so I work within the world of visual effects, so film, television. Um, all post-production so um, I would like you know the stuff that you see I'd like to be like I did that it's more like I had a hand in that mm-hmm. I, I work uh, as like within the department of production so it's effectively I do my best to make sure that the actual important people the artists and the creatives have what they need um, in any sort of aspect to be able to complete what they do and it's basically just like a like all jobs it's man management time management in you know like just the, whatever your individual industry management is. Was this remote pre-COVID? So no, I was in the office. So there's three offices down on Fifth, actually, um, close to where you are. Yeah. Um, Got a little gang. Yeah, a little gang of us down there in Mount Pleasant. But um, yeah, so it used to be like it used to be massively collaborative. So like big open halls, all the artists, you know, like you know, and people that lovely like to and fro of creativity. You'd see like different artists helping different artists and different shows and stuff. Um, Whereas now, and from going from what I was doing before, which was, you know, barely spending much time sort of in one place, to I wake up, I sit down at my desk, and it is remote COVID working. Yeah. <laughs> so that because is, yeah. your role is so collaborative, yeah. I imagine. What, like, how has that been in a you know, post-COVID world, you're working remotely from home, is it just, sure. like, just tons and tons of Zoom meetings, are you, are you picking up the phone? Like, yeah. How is it? Kind of changed your job so i i when we when we first went like remote i imagine everyone had a similar sort of thing where there would be like fears of like whatever like productivity however things are going to go and like yeah. i thought i was going to have to be chasing these guys that are going to be working in their bedrooms or in their living rooms dining rooms or whatever like because you you know usually you get to go to their desk you have a one-on-one chat how's this going you give advice the like supervisors leads give their advice like you know it's it's free flowing and consistent. Whereas I thought like, you're gonna like try and call someone, you're gonna message someone on like whatever and they're just not gonna be there. There's actually been the complete opposite. And I think people, I think this might go across the board for all work. I think people are finding it a lot harder to put work down mm. than it, with the fact that it's in your own house. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, I mean, I, I know for sure, like, you know, you'll close the laptop when I go sit on the sofa and it's like, work's just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's been a strange, like, it's been a strange world to live in because Nothing's slowed down. Like the projects have gone through, the stuff you're working on goes through. Like everything still like moves at the same speed. But like, yeah, it's you realise every now and again that it's you know you That's just. I've been with you when it's happened. Yeah, for sure. Have to open it up again. Difficult to unplug. Very very Yeah, especially yeah. because it, with especially with like you know like uh, I, I prefer what I'm doing now to what I was doing. Yeah. I know it sounds like there's a romantic side of what I was doing before, but. When you break it down, you're standing outside of interesting places in the rain, waiting for other people. And that's effectively what the job was a lot of the time. Yeah, you're all yeah, set yeah. up. You're waiting for some, you know, like 
yeah. name no names, but like some journalist to turn up. <laughs> some journalist. Who's just angry, and because you're there, I guess you're the one who's going to be the po- you know, like, and that's fine. But yeah, yeah, have you yeah. met Trevor McDonald? No, I've never met Trevor I'm sure he's a lovely man. <laughs> but uh, but no, like I've I always wanted to work in like in a, in like within film within an aspect like um, be it technical or otherwise and I'm really glad that I found this niche and I knew that this industry out in Van is huge like like all things to do with film is huge out here like but um, yeah to be able to provide like in any way a helping hand for stuff that I'm actively interested in especially working on projects that you're physical fans of like mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah so like did you deliberately choose a different change of pace so to speak like yeah uh, was leaving that role uh, as a broadcast engineer a factor in doing the move as well because you mentioned you were sent over to London but yeah. was that also built into that not so much I mean there was there was a point uh, I was in Geneva at the UN so very cool nightmare. building nightmare. yeah but it was like <laughs> I said and it was there was just there was me and I was one of what like let's say like 12 other like providers who were there and had like you know, had won contracts at different networks to then provide a, during the Syrian peace talks. Anyway, s- slow, you know, like they're not like there's people there every, all the time. And I looked down the line, I think I was the youngest there by like 15 years, like 20 years. And I was like, do I want to do this for the next yeah. 20 years? Yeah, 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 and yeah. I was like, I enjoy it, but I was like, it's the same guys. Do I want to be same a lifer? And I, was like, and I was like, yeah, and that, it was one of those a stark idea of like, yeah, I guess not. And then yeah, I really, yeah. you know, you start to roll back onto what your, why did you get into it in the first place? You know, and it was like the creative was there. And yes, I'm not physically creatively making it, but like you say, like you're a, you're an active part in it. And it's, you I, know, that is, yeah, that's a phenomenal, but I, every time I meet a salesman over the age of 50, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong it's a strong lamp to be shot no, like to like where you get when it gets shines on you and you're just like to, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you captured that moment and you you ran with it and you've done yeah. phenomenally well there so yeah <laughs> <laughs> you've had a very interesting career track like that th- those are two very very different roles yeah. And that's a an interest, but I suppose you, you it kept within media, right? Like you stayed within, you know, you, yeah. You're you're one of those rare people that gets to use the stuff you learn at university. Yeah, which is pretty. Congratulations on that. Do I use my journalism degree, digital media journalism? Yeah, yeah. We're currently providing, we're creating media yeah, content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. Your degree brought you here. Never really feels like that. The fact is the idea a lot of the time. I'm stitching around more. Your Paxman. The wordsman. Yeah, yeah. I can't fucking get a question out today. What's the shield getting in the way? It's carbon. It's carbon. He's on the mind. I can understand that. I know she's texting me another slew of questions. The cryptic texts are. It's weird. Yeah. Very, very weird to ask which dog. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, um, Sam, it, we usually ask people to, to kind of wrap up their story with advice to anybody kind of... No, 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 I know. <laughs> with advice to anyone like travelling to Canada or whatever. Which you did. But within the, the, the sphere of careers and sure. stuff, is there any advice you would give to somebody within um, the, your industry because we, we've had Joe on, who's also kind of in, in, in media and yeah. stuff like that. So is there, is there yeah. a, a specific piece of advice you'd give somebody within Canadian media sure. that will maybe help them get a bit of a boost? Because lots of people of come here, just, just, they hear films big, they think, yeah. come to Vancouver because it's North yeah. Hollywood. What tips would you be if a filmmaker or someone in film comes across? And genuinely, when you, when you answer this question, just look directly at Mark. <laughs> 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 Let me just take ownership of that. No, no, no. Mark found out that you been flirted in like kind of in and around politics is also going to be after your you know yeah. contact book to see if there's any links to Hollywood there for him. Just read my tweets and <laughs> see where I lean. Mark, you just storm troop. What? Did not. You're embarrassing me. Stop it. Um, advice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, like, I guess the advice I would give for someone like trying to sort of pursue anything within my industry would be. At the beginning, like regardless, say you're moving here to sort of pursue, is I would just say like you're never too big like for your first gig. I'd say just like, 
Like it's a, an idea of like, even though you've done stuff maybe like bigger and better beforehand, like maybe you'd sort of like, you feel like it'd be a step down, but I feel like a step down, but a foot in the door is probably better than nothing at all. That's great. Yeah, yeah you've got to solid advice. Right? Yeah, totally agree with that. New York Leave Mark alone. He's been digging up my questions yeah. all evening. No, it's, really it's true. Mark, where's your, where's what your, where, what are you true. providing other than just cynicism? Next. Yeah, Negging. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he's, been, he's been watching the YouTube pickle biases again. You can tell. I think it's about time we turn the screw on him yeah. and ask him what's new in the letterbox. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, got a letter from uh, Jerome from East LinkedIn. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. And he just asks, boys, you've spoken about gigs and how much you're missing them. What's your favourite album? What was the one the other week? The question about what's yeah, my favourite clothes? Clothing brand? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look, our fans write weird questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very circus. Like. But we love them all the same. Yeah. Uh, um, favourite album? Is, is the name of Paramore's album Misery Business? I don't know. I'm not a Paramore guy. I like Paramore. I'm a huge Their self titled album, Paramore. Paramore. I'm a huge Crowded House fan, so I'd maybe be swinging at a Crowded House album, but I'm also thinking now that Nirvana live and unplugged in New York is probably one of my probably one of my favourite listen like albums to just fucking listen to. That's fair. I, I could probably listen to that any any day. I'm not a Nirvana fan. You're not fan. a Nirvana fan. I'm not a massive Nirvana fan, but fair. that album every single tune is like a bang. I think I'll give that a go. I think I'll listen to that. It's really good because I I don't love the like the 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 grunge or whatever was never something I was absolutely you know like buzzed on or whatever. It was it wasn't even really my era. But that acoustic album is just really nice because I feel like his his voice works really nicely. The acoustic setup they had. I'll give that. I might give that a go. Good album. Solid. Well, yeah, you're a big music fan, Sam. Yeah. Um, unsurprising to Ryan, it'd probably be because of the times. Kings Leon. A solid album. It's a great album. Big Kings of Leon guy. I mean, Milk's my favourite Kings of Leon. It's a fantastic song. It's, such a banger. Yeah, it's a lovely song. Really You're really proud of yourself. No, I'm just, I'm just glad you guys also like that song. Um, <laughs> Good album. That's, we, that's the second album, isn't it? Can we have some like weird wrap up at the end of the first season where Rye went through all like music well at a point we were going to do book club we can talk yeah. about films and TV the shows we enjoyed history's been butchered haven't it really I think we're just waiting on the UF for handball can bring it back I, was, I wasn't going to do travellers because um, it's just like I don't know with the whole An- know. another thing from history what else do you want? Yeah, that's what I was just, maybe just weed smokers of history. Famous weed smokers. I was going to go more in the direction of kind of like quirk, the quirky unknowns of history. You know, like, you know, the Romans that you'd maybe not heard of so, so much. That type of vibe. You know, those kind of like weird characters that, you know. B side Romans. Yeah, B side Romans. <laughs> well, that's. The, <laughs> What Today a great name. <laughs> Thanks Today for naming the segment. <laughs> Be sad, Romans. Yes. That, so the, we all know Caesar, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who have you got? <laughs> I haven't got any off the top of my skull. That's something that I will do some research on. For next episode. So that's just a Romans. teaser. I like it. Yeah. I like that as well. Maybe we'll do just Romans. Be sad, Romans. Be sad, Saxons. A little bit of housekeeping before we, <laughs> before we go. Firstly, please uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you can. Um, we're on Instagram at the Great Escape Pod, uh, at Great Escape Pod, Facebook the Great Escape Pod, and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you could leave us a review, that would be fantastic. And finally, if anyone is listening, <laughs> firstly, thank you. <laughs> Secondly, don't hesitate to get in touch. You can email us at thegreatescapepod at outlook.com. Um, if you, that is thegreatescapepodcast at outlook.com. And if you have any questions or stories from life away from Britain, um, feel free to, to send us those questions. And thank you, Jerome, for this, this week's. Also, anything like if you want to do like slightly better on the questions you're sending in, Jerome, man, he's just if bad. anybody, <laughs> I mean, like, why does he? Oh, if, yeah. you, if you're following us on social media, thank you very much for, for doing that for us. But also, if you're on Instagram, 
drop us a DM and tell us Slide which in. period of history should be the first edition of the B-Sides. Because I'm torn between Romans, Saxons, Vikings... Cheeky B-side Tudor. Egyptians. Oh, B-side, yeah, B-side Tudors. B-side, B-side Tudors. Tudors. <laughs> Just hearing you say it makes it sound good. <laughs> B-side, B-side Tudors would be nice. Uh, I but, you, you know, on, slide in the DMs, give us your suggestions. Um, yeah, as a kid, like the... Yeah. Did you read Horrible History? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Love those books, yeah. 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 Dan Carlin's podcast, um, I can't remember the name of it, Summit History, is really hardcore history. That's a good one. It's kind of like uh, horrible histories, but like a slightly m- more mature version. <laughs> Dan Callen's a really, he's got a really cool voice. It's very distinct. But thank you. I was plugging other podcasts. So it's good. Though. <laughs> you get it back in. If you want to listen to a better podcast, go yeah. go, go listen to that one. Yeah, that is definitely a better podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when we get the B sides going. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for coming on, Sam. Yeah, thanks, thanks for sharing your time. Thank you for having me all your great tips and advice and uh, yeah catch us next time for the beginning of the b-sides thanks for listening to our podcast follow us on social media I've got nothing lads Anyone want to brew?